everybody. Welcome to our podcast. I've heard it both ways. My name is Ben McMurray. With me, I have... Maria Summers. And... And Juan Escalante. Yes, we are all educators. We teach language. And educated. Yeah, we're educated educators. Okay, that's good. Thanks for adding that in, Maria. You're welcome. Um, And we wanted to create a podcast where we can discuss things, where we can disagree and agree, because we have heard most things both ways. So, um, for our first episode this for this podcast, we wanted to have a dialogue about some of the topics that are important to teachers that we might want to include in future episodes. So, we've already brainstormed of a list, but maybe it'd be nice to talk about it and see what other things we might want to talk about. Um, one of the first things on our list was managing teacher emotions. Um, I know that sometimes I have problems. Like all the time? (laughs) Like all the time. Thanks, Maria. You're welcome. Uh, But I think one of the big challenges that teachers have is that we need to be a thermostat and not a thermometer. Mm. Tell us more about that. Well, a thermostat regulates the temperature. A thermometer measures the temperature. So if we're thermometers and in our classroom, we're matching the energy and the emotion of the class we're not really doing our job. But as a thermostat, we can say, you know what, we need more energy, we need more positivity. Hopefully we never say you need more negativity. But anyway, I I know that, okay, I'm, I hate to admit this, but hangry. Let's just talk about being hangry and teaching for a second. I mean, does that ever happen to you, Juan? Happens all the time. Probably, oh really? Okay. Well. What happens is, especially this semester, for example, I have, on Mondays and Fridays, I have four classes, and I have three classes in a row, and that cuts into my lunchtime. So by the end of my third class, that's when I start to get a little bit hangry, I notice. And one of the things I think teachers, all of us need to work on, especially me, it's just recognizing when changes in emotion are happening, like regulate your emotions a little bit better and take a second, use some strategies to like come down or cool off a little bit. But being hangry happens a lot. Yeah, okay. I'm glad I brought that up because teaching four classes is rough in one it day. Is. Yeah. I mean, we say that, but there's probably people listening who are in K through 12 who teach eight periods a day. Um, So context is everything and that's important. But I think this is a good topic. Do you think we should talk about this in one of our future episodes? I think we should. Maria, you have been kind of quiet about this emotion thing. Is there anything you want to add? Are you feeling emotional? never hangry, ever, because I'm always perfect. But that aside, I know what I've heard I can't just leave that right there. I've heard it both ways. Ooh, I've heard it both ways too. You're about you being perfect. Oh, no, it's there's just one. No way. one's ever heard that. No, <laughs> no, but it's true. Um, as teachers, we have a lot of emotions, and um, it's normal because we're people, we're busy. Um, but learning strategies, like Juan mentioned, it's a, it's a good way to kind of get just over being self aware, yeah. So this might be good for our next episode, and maybe our homework is to come prepared with some good 
resources and some things that we can share. Sure. Um, and this was originally we were thinking would be good for our second episode. In our first episode, we were going to talk about challenges of parenting while teaching. There are lots of teachers that are parents. All three of us are parents. We all have different children. For example, Juan's children are the cutest in the world. Yes, they are. Good. That was the right answer. Very objective. Yeah. Um, but we have children that are different ages. Has that ever impacted you, Maria, parenting and being a teacher? Um, yeah. I mean, first of all, is the mom guilt. Sorry, guys. You probably don't have that. Mm. Uh, you have There's the that guilt. guilt. There yeah. you go. But yeah, just leaving my kids at home or with a babysitter or with, um, you know, my husband that's also busy and has a um, full-time job. Um, and me going to, to teach, to do my, my job, which I love, um, that's been very hard, but I think, I think, out. I think you, Ben, you mentioned that we, we have kids at different stages and not, not only different stages, but different needs, right? Our kids are very different. And for me, my kids are little three year old and a one year old, and they just require so much attention. And Maria was talking about mom guilt. Well, I have dad guilt because I go to work and I leave the two girls at home with my wife and she has to deal with them for hours until I get home. So, yeah, it's uh, something that I'm still getting used to it. It's, yeah, it's hard. dad guilt is a thing. Yeah. Maybe we just call it parent guilt. Parent guilt. There you go. Like Inclusive. We love good insights today. Oh, what's, thanks. What's up with that? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but this reminds me of something else. So with parenting. And I know Maria has experienced this with her kids in school. And I don't know, Juan, if you have quite yet, because your kids aren't going to school right now. Not yet. Yeah. But interacting with other teachers, like your kids' teachers, is mm. a completely different ball game when you have experience as an educator and for in, in my case my kids are have they have traumatic pasts as adopted children and i have more training on dealing with trauma victims than the teachers do yeah. um, and oftentimes their teachers have so much less experience for example one of my kids teachers this is their second year um and so oh wow it, yeah so it, it becomes really interesting as a parent to talk to these teachers and to try to negotiate needs that need to be met. So I think this could be a good topic. I'm glad, be we, a great topic. I'm glad that we, we should come back this. to it. Yeah, we, we fleshed out some things that we can talk about. We did. Yeah. Yes. Okay, this would be a good episode. If I may add another topic. Yeah, for discussion. Um, technology is growing a lot and improving in a lot of ways and it's kind of scary for some people some teachers that have been in the field for a long time and kind of have done things a certain way are a little bit hesitant to new technologies students are also kind of being bombarded by a bunch of different apps and websites and things like that so maybe maybe we can have a an episode where we discuss new technologies and maybe effective ways of using them in the classroom um, you know, educating students as well as teachers in the most appropriate ways of using technology today. I think that's a great idea. Um, 
just as a curiosity, uh, so we all teach in higher ed contexts. Um, and what do you tell your students about using phones in class? I, you know, that's so funny because I, I think from the three of us, I'm the one that has the least experience that's been teaching out there, right? And I remember when I first started, you heard it both ways? Yeah. I think when I first started teaching, I was very strict about that. And I always would tell them to like put it away. And I think I've changed over the years where now I don't let it bother me as much as I used to. And if I see somebody with a phone, maybe I'll just let it go and kind of choose my battles. I think if it happens, if it's like the whole class, then I do say something. But typically, I just kind of let it go. Yeah, that's awesome. I told my class this semester, uh, I said, you're adults. Use your phones how you want to. But as soon as you use your phone in a way that disturbs one of your classmates, then I'll, I will intervene. Otherwise, yeah. I, you know, if you're sitting at the back of the class playing a video game, I'm not going to come check your phone. Um, yeah. But that's yeah. interesting. I think that's kind of my approach to you. You're adults, you make decisions. Um, you get as much of the class as, mu as much as you put in, you get. You get. So um, just kind of give them that choice. But also, I try to incorporate a lot of activities that involve the phone. To kind of say like, hey, yeah. you may get to use the phone today. Or yeah. for this activity, you know, pull out your phones. We're gonna, we're gonna do a little game or something. So, and then I can kind of have negotiate the, the use of, of cell phone in the classroom with them. I can say like, okay, we're going to do this activity, and after this activity, we're going to put our phones away for a little bit. We might take them out again, but for now, there's just, you know. It also makes me think about like when we are in meetings, for example, like how <laughs> often do we like glance at our phone or like just pick it up? Yeah. And whoever's presenting or teaching, like they don't tell us anything. They don't say anything to us, right? So I feel like like what you said earlier, Ben, our students are adults for and the I most think part. Yeah, for the most part. Um, I think that's a, that's another interesting topic we could talk about. Mm -hmm. um, I'll come back to that in a second because I think, well, I'll just mention it here. Working with young adults has its own challenges where they're struggling with being independent, getting their own sense of self. And, and I mean, we know physically that brains aren't fully developed until mid-20s. So I think that's something we could talk about. But um, I wanted to talk about, I don't think it's an elephant in the room. I don't, I don't really like that phrase because I'd love to have an elephant in a room. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> um, but chat GPT, AI, yeah. right? Oh, that is yeah. the elephant in the room. Well, I, it, an elephant being it's so big and we're avoiding it, but we're not avoiding it. We're going to address AI. I, right? talk about it, yeah. I actually had a really good lesson with my students uh, let's see, yesterday, about how to use ChatGPT to actually write essays without yeah. it compromising their academic integrity. So I think we should talk about yeah. this. There's, there's, there might be, this might be a three-part episode. Or that, something. I was going to say there's a lot to say about that, and I have some thoughts and opinions about that. So That's good. That'll be a Did good Did you one. just write an article about it? Yeah. And it got published? And you're cool like that? I am cool like that. Uh, I'll do a shameless plug here. Hey, um, I, I opened it up, so <laughs> yeah, it's not, there, there is no shame. So I'm going to New York next week to present at uh, 
the artificial intelligence research in applied linguistics conference. That's a mouthful. So we'll present next week. We have two projects that we're presenting there. And um, I'm excited about that. We also just got accepted to present at Thai TESOL. So we'll do that in January. Uh, so, and it's all AI related. So that's exciting. I'll that's share that. Exciting. I'll share more about that next time. Thank you. That's, that's exciting. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, we'll, we'll have to have one of our episodes being you giving a full report on your oh, wow. experience. Yeah, it'll just be all. I'll just bring pictures of all the food I ate at the different sites. Yeah, it'll be, I've heard it both ways, featuring Juan. <laughs> there okay. you go. Yeah. I like that. That's awesome. Well, um, some of the other topics, burnout. That's a good one. Yeah, Maria, have you ever experienced burnout? So why is it a good topic if you've never experienced it? I have many times. Okay, okay. But I dealt with it. Well, then we need to learn from the master. We do need, not, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I, I feel like I get burned out kind of, not burned out of teaching very easily, but burned out of teaching something. Yeah. Like, like if I'm teaching multiple writing classes, I yeah. get burned out of teaching writing. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not ready to, you know take a break but we we should totally talk about burnout Definitely. what's interesting to me is that burnout doesn't have to it doesn't always happen after a long time of doing something no. it can happen very quickly so and it's important too for people to recognize what it looks like some people may experience it and they don't even know that they're burned yeah. out it's true so that's a good yeah topic. that's really good we, okay that's a good one um we talked a little bit about technologies. Oh, positive psychology. Maria knows something about that. A little bit. Maria's really positive. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. true. So is Ben. So is Juan. Well, we, we try. Right? I try to be positive. Me too. Uh, but we did some, here at our institution, we did some, we created some materials for incorporating positive psychology into language learning. And we've done some research, and hopefully we'll have some publications coming out about that. Nice. But I think that's definitely a topic that's of interest. Now, recently, uh, Maria and I submitted something to TESOL, and one of the reviewers mentioned that... Um, they cringe when they, they hear They cringe the when they hear positive. Yes. Really? That's what they wrote? Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, it was fun. I, sure. I do think that there is... Some people are tired of hearing about positive psychology and education but there's more to positive psychology than than well-being and positive psychology interventions right there's positive institutions and what was the other pillar character strengths character strengths character strengths so well-being character strengths and positive institutions are three pillars of positive psychology so i think we could talk about some of those things i think character strengths is really interesting because we want you know as someone who works with pre-service teachers, we really want them to develop their own style as a teacher and teach to their strengths. Yeah. So that could be, that could be a good one. Any it other comments? Great one. Good. I have borrowed some of your materials and I use them in my classes and students respond well. So yeah, yep. they like it and it doesn't necessarily Im negatively impact their language proficiency gains. So yep. That's awesome. Okay. Um, funniest, most embarrassing teaching stories. 
Hmm. Do we do we want to have an episode where we just talk about some of these? I think we should. It be it might make other people feel like they're normal, not alone and normal. Yeah. So who has a good one to share right now? Anybody? I think you do, Ben. I'm trying to think. Oh well, I did have a substitute come into my class today, and they were supposed to spend the time kind of workshopping <laughs> and writing, but I found out that they did karaoke instead. <laughs> hey. What I heard was that they had so much fun. Yeah, How did that happen? otherwise be a very boring class so absolutely i mean that substitute absolutely. teacher was pretty pretty cool to so was that tie into writing in some way yeah somehow somehow so, I, yeah. I don't okay know that's did, that's very creative I the substitute with my life <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whoops. and if she thought thought that was a good thing to do i am 100 percent supportive of it well i think it was a great thing to do that substitute made totally made the right yeah. decision there and the tie-in with writing is this. The students, <laughs> their they took a break from writing. They Writer's block, right? Which they loved, and their energy level went way up, and then they were ready to continue writing. I, I think it's good. See, I told There's you. that. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, good. so... Um, we won't mention this substitute's name. Yeah, we'll, I don't think we'll, we need to drop we'll protect, any names here. We'll protect the innocent and the guilty. Um, <laughs> whoever that was, it was a very smart move. I just yeah. have to say that. Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, it, yeah, it was great. So that wasn't really funny. Um, but it was interesting. It was interesting. Um, also, the students loved it. And the students love that substitute teacher. So there's that. Mm. Mm. That one I can definitely say I've heard it both ways. <laughs> Just kidding. I haven't. I've only heard it one way. They all love you. I mean, they all love oh. the substitute. Oh, I missed that one up big time. Oh. Okay, well. Interesting. Uh, it all makes sense now. Juan, um, yes. I'm trying to remember... But I remember there being some kind of funny thing that happened when we, we were working in the same place. I can think of a few things that maybe weren't necessarily funny. Okay. But more challenges that I had in my classroom several okay. times. Um, oh, hey, Juan, I remembered something. Sorry. You do? About it. Okay, don't forget remember? it. Remember? Oh, yeah, you when too. When we were doing core together uh -huh. and the electricity went off right before classes. I and we had remember. to scramble. I don't remember that. What? He's blocked it out. I don't. I blocked it out. No, it something, was Something that I don't know if you guys know about this about me, but I have terrible memory. Really, really bad memory. That explains why you haven't given me that $1,000 you promised. I did? Yeah. No, promise? you didn't promise it to him. You oh. owe it to him. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's I mean, right. Well, that's why I forget that's things. That's what I meant to say. I don't remember that, Maria. I remember we had... It was I, re so fun. I remember the, the graduations that we'd have for CORE. Oh, yes. And I remember we had a particular group of students that went all out with their performances. Yeah. They had, like, music and dancing and stuff. Yes. What's that? Some were longer than others. Yes. I remember that. But they were fun. Yeah. So fun. Lots of creativity. But I the remember... Lights, the lights one. The lights. Yeah, I'll, I'll, try, I'll see if I can remember. Yeah, I'll, I'll work on that. And the lights came back on like two minutes before class. See? <laughs> so we were good. That's good. Yeah. I remember, Ben, when I first started working there, I had some 
challenges with a class or two that I had and we ended up in your office talking about stuff. This is serious. Do you remember? Oh, you and the other teachers, right? The, yes, that was one and then there was another one. Yeah. We I need an episode on this. Intrigue. We yeah, won't spoil it. it. Yeah, I mean, this sounds like kind of two things. We could have one where we just talk about funny things but or interesting things, but also this is like challenges. There's a lot of challenges. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Let's talk about that. That's good. I like that. Um, some of the other topics instilling a love of learning in our own children. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that'd be interesting to everybody who's listening, but once I think again, if you have children, you'd find it interesting. Like, here's some of the things that we've done yeah. that appear to be working. Maybe. Yeah, I think the, yeah, maybe working. Yeah. Maybe working. We don't, <laughs> I don't know, know yet. I mean, Maria just goes and complains about school at home, so. <laughs> Great. No. Not true. But, Juan, for example, I'm like 99% sure that you read to your children. I do. Yeah. yeah. And dads reading to their kids, there has been research that shows that that has a positive impact on their future education. That's awesome. Uh, hey, I'm just going to jump in here, but I do agree with you, but also moms. Yes. Let's Both. It is yes. parents, but I just want to say that there has been specific things that talk about dads. I think, yeah, I think dads read in a different way than moms read to their children. Oh, I should totally find hmm. this. Uh, and I oh. think it's, a, I've, I've noticed this in, in Taylor, my okay. husband. We need an episode about this because I no, need to know the differences. The way our kids, it's much more fun than the way I read to our kids. There oh. always are giraffes and elephants in everything I read. Because yeah. I'm trying to make sure they understand what's going on. Our favorite book, my oldest is going on three and a half. She just turned three and a half. And one of the books that has been read over and over again over this last three and a half years is, uh, what's the name? Uh, Danny the Duck with No Quack. Do you guys know that one? I don't know no, that one. I don't. Look it up. This is a favorite at my house. We read it several times a day. What is, what is it called? Danny the Duck with No Quack. Danny the Duck with No Quack. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, I really want to find this yeah. uh, excerpt from a book. Well, no, that's not it. Or is it? No. Anyway, it was it, it was a story I read to my daughter, and in it, it talked about how um, reading with mom was never the same as reading with dad, and it talked about everything that dads do when they're reading, and it was really good. And my daughter just laughed and said, that's you, you're doing it right now. <laughs> that's cute. It was cute. She hasn't let me read to her for a long time, but... You're should, no fan I, anymore. That's I right. should insist. Well, and then my son, when I was reading these books that were uh, steampunk books based in Victorian England, he insisted that I use a British accent the whole time. Oh, wow. So I had a horrible British accent the whole uh -huh. time. And I, I would get tired and just start talking normally, and he goes, Dad, stop it. I need the British accent. I haven't been told to do an accent when I read. But you have an accent when you read? Oh, you haven't been told. I to. haven't been asked to do one. It's because you have one already. I know. So do I, so it's okay. You guys have beautiful eyes. No, you don't. You do have beautiful eyes. I don't think you do. But I do. I don't think you do. If we can get her worked up and emotional about something, we'll start hearing her TH sounds. Hey. Very... Stop it. Me too. Oh, thank you. My thank TH. You. Yeah. It's, 
yeah. this is my problem, um, but <laughs> I'm a native English speaker, but I have a problem with pronouns. I use the wrong pronouns all the time. Just How? ask my wife. That's one of your problems. Let's make sure that we mention that one of okay, your problems. Okay, that's one of my problems. How do you get pronouns wrong? I don't know. I just do he and she. I swap them when I'm talking for some reason. Huh. Yeah. So maybe he can give us some ideas. Maybe he can give me some ideas, yeah. <laughs> but usually it's when I'm trying to retell a story, when I'm trying to do a superior level task. Yeah. Right. Wow, That's yeah. So maybe, yeah, we got to get you to superior, Ben. Yeah, okay, <laughs> thanks. Um, It'll take a while. It might, it might take a long time. Um, yes. Well, anyway, I think that's that's pretty good. We've talked about a lot of things. We have a lot more that we can talk about, but I think we've got a good start. Um, we hope that you subscribe and that you listen to our podcast. We'll also post the video on YouTube um, and share with your friends. Hopefully, we'll be entertaining more so than we were. Well, we were pretty. I think okay. was I you was entertaining. That entertaining. Maria. <laughs> You just need to work on that a little okay, bit. Okay, well, maybe I'll work on it. Maybe we'll practice before our next round. So does that just mean you're going to give me a hard time for yeah. next week? Yeah, okay. pretty much. But who's going to give Juan a hard time? We can no. all do it. We'll just, let's no. just text Juan the whole time, the whole week and just keep him on his toes. That's a great idea. We could send when him. he's in class, especially. Yeah, it's oh, like, yeah. why aren't you answering? Come on. That's another topic. Teachers texting during class. Yeah, Ben, you bum, do that. Bum, bum. Who does that? You texting class? Ben. Oh she just goodness. outed me. Oh, How dare you? Yeah, Wait, I, if... I have texted in class. I have too. To, to him. each other? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, stop texting me. Like, hey, turn it down. It's too loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up our show for today. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Bye, See guys. you later. Thank you. Bye.